0: You're in episode nine of the ACC Basketball Degenerates podcast. For better or for worse, uh, probably for worse at this point, because this league makes no sense right now. Regardless, we're going to hash it out. Brought to you, as always, by Three Notched Brewery. Leave your mark. I'm Luke Kneer, your host. As always, Taylor Pilkington sits to my left on the round table.
1: Ready and willing to hash it all out.
0: And to his left, Guthrie Alexander. Happy Sunday. And somewhere in some deep, Dark, artificial, underground, illegal sports book. So he can't be with us this evening. Is Vegas Mike? Um, it's either that or his daughter is sick. One of the two. I'm struggling to believe the, the latter. What do you guys think?
1: I'd like to think that he is participating in an, some sort of weird suicide Baccarat tournament in Macau.
0: Well, we know he has a gambling problem, yeah. so that could be logical.
1: His face is the one you see on all those billboards. Mm-hmm.
0: That's right. Yeah. Well, um, we might have to pour some of our three notched out for Mike tonight, but uh, hopefully he'll he'll still be alive and able to join this next podcast. But with that said, we have some reviewing to do. Just another just another wild wonky week. Uh, Clemson somehow is three and one. I don't know how. Yeah. Yeah. Virginia is one and two. Florida State is zero and three. N- none of my preseason inclinations are coming to fruition. So yeah, uh, where should we start? Taylor. Uh,
1: let's start with the uh, Pittsburgh-Notre Dame game.
0: Well, okay, we, we were on the right track on this one. At least Mike and I were. We, we like Pitt oh, yeah. collectively. Right. And they didn't prove us wrong. They, no. They I mean, had our backs.
1: I would say, you know, for most of this game, at the end, uh, Notre Dame clawed their way back into it, made a really good game of it. But for most of this game, Pitt was dominant. Uh, yeah. They jumped out to a really early lead. And opened it up double digits right away,
0: and they held on late. Are you two starting to sour a little bit on Notre Dame? You, you know where Mike and I stand on, on the Irish. Are you starting to sour at all,
2: or do you still believe? Uh, I I I think there are just too many questions defensively for Notre Dame. Um, I think the offense is going to be there, but to be in the top half of the ACC, you have to, you know, you you have to be present defensively you have to make teams work for possession
0: okay we're well gonna have to give me something more than that more are they than eight seed
2: are they are they the eight seed in no the tournament? i i don't think so nine not, not this year nine I mean, I, in they, the acc tournament i'm talking about right yeah yeah okay. uh it's legitimate yeah i mean it's i think they're 9 10 somewhere it's, in there yeah. it's
1: systemic is what you're saying it's a systemic problem they're not like solving it with a lineup Change or a rotation. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Here's well, something that I was thinking about during this game. Is Pitt a really good option to bet on? They're very consistent.
1: See, now talk about the world being upside down, the league being, the conference being impossible to understand. Uh, Pitt, usually so good on defense. This year, amazing on offense. They're fourth, I think, in adjusted efficiency on offense per Ken Palm, but their defense is mediocre. And at best, um, but their offense is just—I mean—they're shooting lights out. They do when they're at their best. They do such a good job of spacing the floor, and their entire team is made up of guys who are really strong and really under control. I mean, Artis, uh, Robinson, um, Young, Young, who looked unstoppable for parts of the the Notre Dame game. They're matchup nightmares because a lot of them can shoot well and also are strong enough to go to the basket, and they kind of. Clear out the paint and then run guys through sure. they can
0: pull bigs out with right. their force. So yeah. yeah, that's I mean that's and they don't really have a true,
1: true big inside game. So that's not it's not like your traditional post up big man, but a lot of those guys can post up against the against the matchups that they get.
0: Well they have Louisville at the Yum Center next. That's on Thursday. We'll get into previewing that at the tail end of the podcast, but And I will
1: say about Notre Dame before we before we move on here. Okay. I'm still a believer. Okay. I love, I love their offense. Yeah. One of the things I like about Notre Dame is that they know who they are. They're going to outscore you. Now, it happens in this game that Pitt outscored them. But I like that everybody on their team is a, a threat to score well, on any possession.
0: Well, there's been five teams that they haven't outscored yet. That's true. And <laughs> their non-conference was not great. Not yeah. great. I mean, they lost to Monmouth, Indiana, Virginia, Alabama. Alabama.
1: So will it be like next Shit. year where kind of at the end of the season they their offense clicks and they become the best offense in the country, arguably? Here's another
0: topic I want to bring up. This wrong notion that teams get better by the end of the season. That doesn't always happen. I mean, in a, in a perfect world, logically, you'd think more reps, more experience, more playing together, this team will get better. That doesn't always happen. Some teams get into a funk in late February. So... I don't know if we can bank on that, especially with this team.
1: I'm not banking on it. I'm just saying. I don't. I think all the parts are there for them to...
0: Now, if you're a team with a really good coach who knows what he's doing, like, for example, Duke last year, then yeah, it's conceivable to say that that team will peak late, but I don't think you can make that a as a broad generalization do for every team in Mike the ACC. Do you think Mike Bray is, is a good coach? I do think he's a good coach. He's a really good coach, yeah. Yeah, well, Calm down. That <laughs> I wouldn't say really good. I coach. think
1: people unfairly uh, criticize his coaching ability. I think he is a very good coach.
0: Well, he might not have enough pieces.
1: Okay, I think it's more that just that, like Guthrie was saying, they just can't play defense right now. Yeah, yeah.
2: They rely on jump shots a lot. Honestly, like they they don't take the ball to the basket too much. They don't really set up too many plays for their bigs. It's mostly like, you know, motion offense and then, you know, Jackson or Vistoria or Beacham. I will,
1: I will say that. they they do I love watching them. They're so fun to watch because they do that kind of motion. They run the little handoffs around mm-hmm. and they shoot a ton of threes. And yeah, they don't they don't really get it down low. I mean, August is their Wait. primary big man and he is better as a high post guy in the sense that he can't shoot, but he's better at receiving it in the high post and kind of making a quick dribble or a quick pump fake and then having the room to move around someone. But, yeah, they don't have really an interior game.
0: But, I mean, there was a moment... Dribble hand Dawson threes is... You like watching that. I don't know. When they get hot, I love watching. When there was a moment
1: where Demetrius Jackson had a serious... I mean, he hit four consecutive threes in a row in this game, and the fourth one, he was maybe halfway between the three-point line and a half-court shot. And I had flashbacks to myself playing on the playground, like, daring guys to shoot it. And then they hit it in my face, and I might have cried a little bit when i saw demetrius jackson yeah that
0: shot. yeah
2: dude get that out of your eye
0: yeah but <laughs> i guess we just differ in that respect i like penetration and dish basketball well I think that's the most beautiful I th- yeah i think it's it, you have to have and a that's mix. why i think I, as much as uh, this is weird saying this uh, like i actually like watching north carolina play i like watching bryce johnson i really do
2: i like watching it too their past few games have been very entertaining yeah absolutely absolutely okay I, but yeah back to the we'll point to just them. Quickly, yeah, quickly! I think you need you need a mix, kind of, in order to be like truly entertaining, because if it's too much penetration and people getting fouled, like I just I finished watching yeah, Louisville, right. Louisville, Clemson, where the, like it, it was just there were so many freaking fouls and Clemson just shot forty four free throws in that game. There's, we, we can talk about that game a little bit later, but
1: there's a joke to be made somewhere in here about too much penetration, and I want everyone to know that I'm passing on that opportunity.
0: We just alluded to it,
1: right? But I didn't make an actual joke, so yeah, arguably worse. I've
0: a to say about. Well, here's here's and, a question: uh, How they are on the ice. Before we
1: move to that, here's a question: I think that we need to answer about this game. How how truly good do we think this pit team is? I mean, their offense is great. Their defense, not great. How, how high do we think they Six? finish in the ACC? Six in the ACC.
0: What do you think, higher or lower? Oh, Were you I mean, going to go higher?
1: My initial assessment is that I think they would finish higher.
0: Okay, let's think. Who will finish ahead of Pitt, North Carolina, Miami, Duke? Those are the top
2: three teams. We mm. already
1: know. I think Louisville's going to finish pretty high, I don't, right? I but, don't you,
2: know. but yeah, we're we're uh, against you on that one. Who I, knows I with Louisville Pitt, and Virginia right now? I I, ju- yeah. I I have no feel for either. of those
1: I teams. I think both Pitt. Another. I'm going to make another wild assessment here.
0: So you're saying five, four?
1: Yeah, I think five or four. I think Pitt...
0: I mean, it's I think reasonable.
1: I think Pitt and Louisville both finish in the top five.
0: Mm.
1: And that means, you know, you're going to get somebody... Do you want to action on that? ...kicked out. Of course I want action on that.
0: We'll talk after this. Okay. But um, dollars and cents later on. Let's get to the next game to recap. North Carolina and Syracuse at the Carrier Dome... Bayheim's return to the bench spoiled that would be the um, the headline if, if we were writers, but we're not uh, we're doing a podcast. I thought Syracuse actually looked pretty good in this game. They did some good things. They had a lead well they had about a what a three to four point lead with eight minutes left. That's very respectable against North Carolina, and I know it got away from them in the final eight minutes, but all the way up into that point, they played I mean that zone. It was broken eventually, but mm-hmm. it held up for, uh, I don't know, three quarters of the game. Right. Yeah. And you know how we feel about Syracuse after they, they put a shroud over our faces after Atlantis. Like We, we started to see the, uh, the real Syracuse step forward, and we've been out on this team ever since. What game, what, what game do we get out of this game, this team? Wisconsin, yeah. After that, we were like, oh, okay. Now we see some things.
1: Well, I mean, I think we've said this before, but Syracuse is very thin. And one of the things I think you've got to do is attack and get them kind of in foul trouble. And Isaiah Hicks shot a lot of free throws in this game, but the guys like Bryce Johnson and 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 Bryce Johnson and, um, Joel Berry were the only two other North Carolina players to...
0: Joel Berry. Joel Berry. Joel James. Joel James. Don't forget. Joel James, the walking turner. Joel James. Joel Berry.
1: Joel Joel. They're different people, anyways. Uh, the two of them, Johnson and Barry, the two of them were the only other North Carolina players besides Hicks to take a free throw in that game. Nobody else took a free throw on well, North Carolina's team. Can you believe that?
0: Well, it's because Syracuse plays zone and they don't foul that much.
1: But I mean, I I just think I'm you've it's part got of the. To. That's
0: part of the allure right. of the zone or the two three zone. Mm-hmm. Is I just you're not fouling.
1: I think that's a failure on North Carolina's part to exploit attacking the basket. You should either be attacking and drawing a foul, or attacking and getting a, um,
0: you know, an easy. Well, they bucket. don't really have somebody to drop in the hole, and they didn't in that game. Right. They yeah. got in there with their guards, but they don't have an. They don't have like a four man or a three man to drop in the in the zone. They don't have a high post. Like, who, who's going to drop in the yeah, zone for North Carolina?
2: They, yeah, they don't really have the personnel. Kennedy for Beaks. it. Kennedy <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, yeah. But but like you were talking about, yes, so I watched I watched like probably the last eight minutes kind of on on my periphery, and they figured out the zone for sure. So yeah. they don't really have that high post presence that you kind of would like to have against the two three zone. But Hicks was doing a pretty good job. Bryce Johnson was doing a pretty good job. One of them oh, would catch the ball in the high post. Hicks and had find the game the of other. his life in this. In this game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was That's it was true. they, like, did, they, they got so many right. layups. They did well down at the, the end. stretch. But
0: they didn't. I mean, that strategy didn't, or they didn't figure that out until late. They didn't right. have somebody immediately. Oh, right into the to the heart of the zone. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when Marshall Marshall Plumley did that a couple of years back when Duke was playing in that uh, that classic at the Carrier Dome with like Tyler Ennis and C.J. Fair and who was on that Duke team? Uh, Suleiman and Quinn Cook and Syracuse won in what overtime. We were watching in uh, at
2: a casino, right. Yeah, you and I were. Oh no! So do you remember the, that game? Was one? Yeah, that was the one that Duke yes. won. No, because
0: no, of, because of no. The, no, it was because of the 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 blocking no, 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 foul. No, the game at the carrier dome. So oh, proceeding at the dome, right. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, like Marshall Plumley could get into the, get in there, but then when he got the ball, he wasn't a threat at all. So you mm-hmm. have have to have somebody who is at least maybe a mid range threat uh, to, to completely crack that. But there's other ways to crack it, and North Carolina figured it out mm-hmm. just with high low passing. Yeah. Anyway. Enough said on that, or should we talk about how Bryce Johnson is the best player in the league right now? Because I think that's that's a no brainer.
2: I, I yeah, I, I completely and agree with that. He's playing out of his mind. Are, you gonna, his, are you gonna? This wasn't like a, a, you know yeah. the the thirty nine points that he dropped the game before, but
0: he, he had to throw a down
2: a thon. Yeah, Taylor,
0: you, you hesitated and shrugged. Do you want to put a Miami Hurricane uh, my, in the mix? My, or are you gonna <laughs> throw a Miami Hurricane
1: in the mix? My first inclination is to say that just. Immediately disagree with you, uh, okay? Because I want to be a contrarian about Bryce Johnson. But uh, you know, I don't. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head.
0: I mean, That's you can't, you can't right say now. Grayson Allen.
1: I would I, not say that. Okay, good. I mean, going back to your analogy, your pickup analogy, would Bryce Johnson be the first person you would pick if you had to, if you were starting Today, a, if tomorrow, you were starting a team tomorrow?
0: Are we on the playground? That's my favorite analogy. You know that. Right, That's we're on the playground, game. and all the ACC players have gathered around us. Right, <laughs> which sounds like a great—it's hy- a hypothetical, but for a reason. <laughs> yeah,
2: I would. Okay, I would. Yeah, honestly, I think I think I would probably pick him first too. I think there are enough quality guards in the ACC that exactly. you don't necessarily need to use, you know, first overall pick on an Angel Rodriguez or whatever. I mean, l- let's Page. talk about the
0: guards, like. You could pick Paige. You could pick Brogdon or Brentas. You could pick um, Sheldon McClellan.
2: Bacon or Beasley.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, that, that's, I
0: might, that's I, a good point, though. I
1: think I might pick Michael Young. Okay. I think... You can do that. I mean, I, I think he's the... At this point, he is my uh, ACC MVP so far.
0: Who would Mike pick? I'm going with Chuck Mitchell, man.
1: Somebody, That's what he would say. Somebody right? from somebody from Valpo.
0: Okay, yeah, somebody from Valpo. Probably. Gosh, I missed that man. <laughs> I wish he didn't have a gambling problem, and he's with us <laughs> anyway. <laughs> enough on North Carolina Syracuse, but w- would we say that was a chink in the armor game for North Carolina at all, or because they looked invincible up to up, up until yesterday? Because we're taping this on a Sunday once again. What do you think?
1: No, I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I mean an away game at the Carrier Dome. Bayham's first game back. I, I and they won.
2: Yeah, fair yeah. enough. So I mean, and they any, won by double any, digits. Yeah, any road victory at this point in the but ACC. Yeah.
1: I mean, look, we just watched.
2: It was a deceptive scoreline.
1: I mean, I, I don't even care about the scoreline. They won the game, and it was a road game in the ACC against a good team, which most of the teams in the ACC are, and. You can't take that for granted. I mean, we watched, we watched Louisville lose to Clemson. We watched UVA lose twice. You know, it's... Yeah.
0: Let's go there next. Virginia, Georgia Tech from Atlanta. And the Hoos, after the Virginia Tech game, and just uh, just polling the, the general Virginia fan base, because we do live in Charlottesville, or I live in Charlottesville. And I follow this team on the beat for work. A lot of the the reporters and writers, their take after the game was, oh, it's a rivalry game. Calm down, fan base. It'll be all right. These things happen in, in conference play. And then yesterday, it dawned on everybody that there's something wrong or there's something is out of sync. And you can point to a number of factors. You can point to slow starts. You can point to... Poor defense. Even though the defense really picked up in the second half, they just couldn't make shots in the second half. I mean, that was just a was a brick fest by both teams for the most part in the second half. Um, I know that Bennett is is not really pleased with the toughness of his team, and heard some rumblings out of the locker room at at halftime of the Georgia Tech game that you know the word soft was tossed around (laughs) multiple times. And it's it's never a good sign. It's true. I mean, what do you do for your Virginia? You got to figure out a lineup first of all.
2: Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, personally, I don't really like starting Toby and Gil together. Um, it, it hasn't really worked out for Virginia in the past. Like, just, so there, there was that, there was that audio clip from one of the post game interviews, like earlier in the season, when Tony was talking about how he likes starting either. You know, Gill and one of the quicker, like more defensive-minded bigs, like uh, He's doing Gil Isaiah Salt Wilkins. and then
0: Toby Wilkins, but right. that's, that
2: flip flopped. Right. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter. It's it's all about you know who's well, playing in this game.
1: I felt like you could see Tony Bennett trying to figure something out to look, trying different things. I mean, Jack Salt has not played in. However many games I don't know at least four or five games he has hasn't played a single minute and then he played a significant amount of time in the second half today and today excuse me whenever that was
2: yesterday yesterday
1: yeah, was yesterday um and uh, when they I I think that they spe- he specifically my first thought playing Jack Salt uh you could say he's known for being a physical player and Luke was saying something about being soft but I also think that
0: well that uh, was that was just some rhetoric used at the halftime speech i heard i don't yeah, this is just according to sources right well i i think it was because and they were playing soft i mean what were the offensive rebounds for george deck in that game so so what i saw in this is that
1: uva i saw two things one uva was trying to post double which we've talked a lot about and the post double in the first half was not working at all jacobs and Mitchell were doing a great job of either immediately passing out of that, working the high-low post game, and getting a lot of easy buckets or open shots, open threes on the perimeter. I mean, they were beating up the post Well, the post
0: trap has been defeated before, but it's right. not going no, away. It's not going anywhere. I
1: understand that, but they were beating it up. It's
0: a principle of the pack line defense. It is a principle.
1: I, I'm i just saying they were beating it up in the first half, and then you kind of saw them go away from it in the set first half. First,
2: Part of in the first half. half, part of the second half, mm-hmm.
1: and I think they brought Jack Salt in because he is like that traditional post defender where you would see him kind of body up a Charles Mitchell and just play straight up behind him and force him to take a bad shot. And they played a long stretch of the second half with you know only a couple of their starters in that lineup with like Salt and um, Shayok and Nolte and Pronti and. That, that lineup okay, yeah. is a little less dynamic, but they did a really good job. That's what started to bring them back in the game.
0: Mm-hmm. They tied it with about, I don't know, six minutes left, five and change. And then Georgia Tech reeled off 11 straight. And say what you want about this Georgia Tech turnaround, but Brian Gregory is still Brian Gregory. And his strategy in that game in the second half was, you know what? We're going to have Adam Smith dribble around, use up the entire shot clock, and launch a three. And it worked. That's you a know, little unfair. To good Georgia job, Tech. good job, Brian Gregory. It's a little unfair. Okay, in the second half, though, did you watch the second half?
1: I did. I What's the entire game? Of course.
0: And you're telling me that didn't happen on what two out of three Georgia well, Tech possessions? I think
1: Virginia's defense did a much better job, and it forced them into some tough shots. And Georgia Tech made some tough shots, but the truth is, they um, played very well. Uh, well, they're better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they played and very they well. Good,
0: they have good interior players. Right.
1: They played very yeah. well in the interior. Um they out rebounded Virginia. They worked they well, m- much I, better on the glass. They out
0: rebounded everybody.
1: Right. That's I mean, that's kind of their thing. And when they paired that with they had a they had a good shooting night. They shot 53% from three point range. Adam Smith was four of nine. And when you when you get off when you get a long offensive rebound off a miss three and immediately tip it back out to an open three guy, that's a if you're the fan of the team on defense that gets and that three is hit it feels just so backbreaking.
0: Okay. Next up for both these teams, uh, on a positive note. I like where Georgia Tech is trending. I really do. Yeah. And right. kudos to their players. I'm not going to I'm still not going to applaud their coach because you guys know my feelings there. <laughs> for Virginia, I don't know if this is the kitchen sink game or the crowd is going to be restless and is just going to have to get after it on Tuesday. But that's the next ACC game, so that's the most immediate game on the schedule for any of the any of the above, because we don't have a big Monday tomorrow. Uh, we'll preview this later, but I think the crowd is going to have to have to bring it for Virginia to to get a win. And I never thought I'd say that uh, at the start of the year, but that's where we are at this point. Next game, the Battle of the Sunshine State. Say that fast. Sunshine State Showdown. Say that fast.
1: Are you actually asking me to say that fast? Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I'm going to butcher it. So. Sunshine State Showdown. Miami, Florida State. Scarface. Same so thing. I hate admitting when we're wrong, but Florida State, I'm off. I jumped off the bandwagon. Well, we liked both these teams. I, I jumped off like at halftime of this game yesterday. I was off. I'm off the bandwagon. I'm out. I'm out on Florida State.
1: Man. I mean, Miami just looked better the entire way.
0: Was there and any doubt in your mind during that entire game watching that Miami was gonna, was gonna falter and lose that game? No. There's no doubt. About
1: about up until about eight minutes in, I was thinking, oh, this could go either way. And then as soon no. as and you're like okay. right that way, I was like, okay, this game's over. Like, Miami's yeah. just gotta unlock. They just I, there's they were so much better in the paint
0: that's how I feel about a lot of duke games, and we'll get to that later but
1: well, they were making a big uh deal out of last year this game last year uh was the big x r m you know thirty four points and or however many it was this yeah, big yeah, like explosion yeah, yeah, game yeah, exactly and i just i throughout the entire game i felt like that was never gonna happen you know every i feel like you maybe thought it was it could happen but i i never I never thought that that the result was in question.
0: Neutra Court, Miami and North Carolina play on our imaginary playground tomorrow. Guthrie, who wins?
2: Uh It's, I mean, it's hard to hard to not pick North Carolina. Great matchup, though. It would be it would be a fun game to watch, certainly.
0: Because our main man Jakiri, oh, probably the best defensive option I, against Johnson. I mean, when, when I mm.
1: let me tell you something, when I saw early in the first half. Jakiri, grab a rebound and dribble the length of the court, go coast to coast and dunk the ball. Uh, I thought, what is happening? I mean, that's a seven foot man just working like a guard and then two hand dunking on the end. And also let's be said, Florida State cannot stay in front of anybody who's dribbling a basketball. Um, yeah, the and, partner, that, and that includes defense. Jakiri.
0: They also don't have any interior help, D.
2: Right, yeah, exactly. Like, if, if like Bacon
0: or Beasley or XRM, any, anybody gets beat on the perimeter. I, I don't know what the expression of an opposing guard's face is when he sees, like, Boris coming like to maybe play help deep, but it's got to be, like, a a really big grin, like, I don't know. Well, you, you could see Florida State Gosh. in this game
1: trying to press the pace a little bit, mm-hmm. and while I can see how they think that might, you know, be an advantage to them, I think it actually turned out in Miami's favor because Absolutely. Miami was able to you know, press right back and take advantage of all the things that come with pressing the pace, the breakdowns, the, you know, Florida State is the team that's going to lose a man on defense in transition, yeah. not Miami. Yeah, so when
0: Miami would run just any kind of simple action, you know, on a screen and McClellan would get into the paint and all of a sudden it's Boris is the only one between him and the rim. It's like Guthrie when he, lighting up at a poker table when like a horrible player comes to play or like a fish comes to play. Just he lights up. He's beaming. Well, so he, I will do,
1: say, he doesn't light up because he shows no emotion. Inside, mm. he wears those sunglasses with the mirrored holograms. Like any hologram any snake player, eyes on
2: him. <laughs> yeah. So I will say Boris Borjanovsky on like on this game, he passed um, whoever to become the third all-time block leader at Florida State, and I didn't realize he was that high, but. So I, I mean, to be that being said, defended, I have to be <laughs> defending Boris right now. I mean, <laughs> oh, I he oh he, he looks, has right. he, he has a lot of blocks.
1: So, he looks so soft against the Miami.
2: Oh, absolutely, interior. absolutely, oh. but he still he still picks up a couple blocks. But really, really, they are porous on the perimeter and porous Boris. Porous. Oh, I'm nobody. Porous, Boris. I'm
1: a fan of Boris, but yeah, I they, like that. They were not having a.
0: You can get a ding they were for that. they were
1: having a rough time inside. I mean,
0: I'm out on this
2: team. Yeah, you guys are off the bandwagon? You off? I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to give up. I. I like Bacon and Beasley so much. I think they are like. I mean, I mean it's tough because they're owing three That's right great. now. Yeah, because
0: they haven't won a game yet. But, but yeah.
2: they, they like if they have if either of them has like a very. Solid remaining 15 games in the ACC season, they could contend for all ACC honors.
1: So, but what we're saying from <sighs> mm. for our
2: either of them, I'm saying from probably pers- not both
1: from our, our perspective, they're a betting team that you just hope will cover, which I think we did bet on them to cover. I'm not taking that team and, on the road. And did they? Cover? I'm not taking that team out of They did Lassie. not cover.
2: Oh, yeah. What was this? What was the spread in this game? I think it went
1: to like, like nine and a half or something, th- yeah. and they lost by what 13. 13. Yeah. So, no.
2: Yeah. I mean,
0: so I would not advise taking that team on the road.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's hard for me to 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 give up quite quite yet. I think their guards are extremely talented. Uh, they are very young in the backcourt. We'll see. Louisville, NC State.
0: Um, just so you know, sometimes I I feel like I'm I'm just a curmudgeon on this podcast. I really like Miami. I wanna I wanna sometimes, praise them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, say I, I, I want to say praise my about a team. From uh, us. Gosh. I got positive things to say about North Carolina, Miami, even Syracuse. I gave love today. I, I, I respected their efforts. You know, there's a rallying new, behind the Bayheim.
1: There's, there's a, a new commercial out that reminds me of you, Luke, and that's a, a guy gets his uh, older father a tractor. And all the father can say about the tractor is mm, not bad, not bad. Ugh. And he has like a little look on his it's face. It's true. And then I'm, at the I'm, end, the wife asks me. the guy, how does he like it? And he's like, he loves it or something like that. That's you.
0: Yeah, it is. You're the guy that says like. That is me.
1: They're terrible while secretly you're like, but,
0: I love them. But what do you want me to say about this Florida State team right now? They just hurt hurt my feelings. They hurt all of our feelings.
1: We had high hopes. We had high hopes. We
0: did. And the reason <laughs> is, the reason I did that disclaimer because I have to talk about Louisville and NC State now. So we'll And Clemson.
1: There. They played two games this week.
0: Was there a worse basketball
2: game to watch than Louisville NC State? Louisville Clemson, probably, because that was pretty <laughs> pretty freaking terrible. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, like, I actually did Clemson, not watch that Clemson game. Clemson shot forty four free throws. I mentioned that before. Twenty nine fouls against anyway. Well, it, it was horrible. You
1: know that I picked Louisville to finish second in the ACC this year. Um so Yeah, that's not happening. I'm still on that, but I will say that... Oh, really? I mean, I'm still holding out hope, maybe. Is the thing. <laughs> but, okay, so in the past, you used to hear Patino say basically the equivalent of, like, one of the reasons I am speaking as Patino here, one of the reasons he loves, he loves, I guess, uh, you know, playing well, really aggressive if defense. If you're speaking
0: as him, you could just say I.
1: I. Well, I'm not. You I decided yourself, not to. Okay. I decided not to. Right. I don't own a white suit. Uh, he... He always said that one of the reasons he loves aggressive pressing and whatever is because the refs can't call them all. You can't call all the fouls, so why not? Because you're going to get turnovers. Why not just press and be aggressive? But I kind of think now or does maybe that equation have to change because they are starting to call them all.
2: They I mean, call them all in the Clemson game. Yeah,
1: all the active hands, all those things that would have been strips you know, a year or two ago would have been kind of just a guy goes by you in the open court and you kind of ride his hip as you're – Mm-hmm. You no know, pressuring him down right. on the floor. That's now a foul. everything right. I mean and and you know what? Maybe they're on the road. the, the calls go a slightly different way for them. but um, yeah, it just it should also be said that in the Clemson game, I thought their defense did good. I mean, Clemson. What was the final score? Clemson scored 66, sixty-six points, and a lot of that came at the end off of foul shots.
0: Well, I'm going to give Clemson some love in a second, but you keep going. Right, I just want to say, I'm, and, positive Luke is is about to come out. Of the okay, list. good. Okay. I just
1: I want to say I don't think we should, you know, what really happened. Louisville shot uh, three of twenty-three from three-point range, and they hit their. And you're surprised so, about that? No, I, I'm not. We're I'm talking about the Clemson that, game. I'm talking yeah. about the Clemson yep. game, not yep. uh, yeah, the one that in the week, yeah, but um. I am surprised because three of 23 is really bad. And it's, they don't have amazing, amazing shooters, but they have good shooters. They have 40% three point shooters. They have three of them on their mm-hmm. team. Yeah, and, they're, they're, decent. And, they're decent at shooting threes. And they should be shooting more than three of 23. They And they were getting wide open looks. They were running, moving the ball well, running a lot of good action to get wide open looks. And they were just missing. And they hit their first three pointer with like three and a half minutes left in the game. Yeah.
2: And it, I mean, they had a, a lot of chances at the basket too. It's it should be said. Like they they were fairly active on the glass, as you'd expect. Of course, they're a Louisville team, great
1: offensive rebounding team. But
2: it just it, like it just wasn't falling. Okay, it, like putbacks. were not and they. I, I yeah, mean, they
1: really they struggle in on the interior when Onuaku goes out. He averages yeah, he like he got in foul trouble, 20, low twenty minutes a game, and he always gets in foul trouble. He can never play that much, and it's just. The guys that come in, like Spaulding and uh, Mahmoud. Spaulding probably. actually played well against NC State. Yeah, he played I well. Like, but I, I like I Spaulding. I'm just saying the guys that come in are not, while they're good and they're certainly great on the glass, they are kind of a drop-off from Onuaku in the can you drop it down to him and like, get yeah, a quick one-on-one They possession. can't create for themselves. Right, they don't create for themselves.
0: But they can um, do a lot as far as putbacks and, and offensive mm-hmm. rebounding.
1: Yeah. Right, but I mean... At some point, you have to have some offense other than offensive rebounding.
0: Well, I, I'm like some offense with Louisville. You know the thing you always hear. That's,
1: a, that's the thing you always hear. An announcer say point. like their best offense is a missed shot. I would be like, well, wouldn't it be better to have a made shot as your best offense? Yeah, but that the reality is, like a, it's a,
0: a, okay. Here's a scenario: you're in an ACC torture chamber, and I've been the, in one. The before. torturer asks you, "Here are your options." You get to watch this. Louisville team on an offensive set in the half court, or you get to see Mark Godfrey draw up a play for NC state. <laughs> like that was, that was the scenario. So Saturday. No, Friday. Was it Friday? Thursday. Uh, when did these God. two teams play? When, when was this game? It just, a, uh, like it was unbearable it was almost offensively. I mean, I can like, transition t- is fun. Yeah. I like watching these teams in transition because they're, they're great transition teams, but in the half court, like, like, what are you doing?
2: Yeah. Like, what are you doing? It's kind of funny because the the Louisville Press that they, like, you know, are kind of famous for, it really played into NC State's hands a little bit. And down the stretch, like, NC State kind of, you know, they like being sped up. Well, that was I the least. worst backdoor cover of of the, uh, yeah, the yeah, well, yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, that, I it, was, it was a combination of things. Talk about a backdoor cover. Yeah. Well,
1: the the, the uh, Louisville Press, I feel like this year it is not the press of old. And really, what it's more useful for, it does create some turnovers. I mean, they still, and by some, they have a very good turnover rate, so they do a great mm-hmm. job. But I feel like what it's more valuable for it's it slows other teams down and forces them to uh, change their rhythm and be out of sync. Yeah, yeah I understand. And they that, and they yeah. don't get into their sets as early. And really, an offense against the Louisville defense has to do a really good job of changing pace and has to be experienced with you know switching from that sped up to immediately. Focusing on you know now we're going to run our set and you yeah. only and you have to be efficient because after you spent that time getting it over you might only get one run through of your set as opposed to two. Um,
0: also, the NC State strategy of give the entire reins, not the entire reins, uh, give the reins to Cat Barber, give him complete right. freedom. That's backfiring at this point. Can we say that? Like, well, I mean it's it's really it's, it's the a only problem. option. It's a pro- that Well, they No, have. I. I here, I'm going to disagree with you here. Because I think it's oh. a problem because the rest of the players are just checked out on offense. They're just standing around. Standing around waiting for him to drive and take a shot or maybe they'll get a pass on the perimeter for a three. But, they're, I mean, there's no movement besides from him just dribbling and dribbling and dribbling and and trying to get into the lane. I mean, it looks like the rest of the players are just checked out hmm. offensively. And I think that's a problem.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, I could definitely see that. And they have they have some pretty good shooters. Like I think Maverick Rowan is a terrific he's a freshman, right? He's a terrific freshman.
1: Yeah, why not run a play for Rowan? K- yeah. Caleb, run Martin. Play for him. Caleb Martin is a good shooter.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they they they, you know, can knock down shots. But their offensive sets, you know, don't necessarily uh look for that kind of option. It's more Durable penetration with Cap Barber. They do not have
1: offensive sets. I mean, they do, but it just. <laughs> I am we'll, using l- that term loosely. Let me let me throw some statistics at you real quick for NC State. I'm ready. Okay, so their offense is, uh, 63rd in the nation in adjusted efficiency, and you know that's not great, but not terrible. But their effective field goal percentage is 296th in the nation. I
0: mean, that is mm. s- ouch. Is so it, bad. Is, is that not good?
1: 200, 200,
0: 200. I mean, it's amazing to me when I look at that, that they are good. that they're. Like, how, how many teams are there? Uh, like, is that I not know, good? Like Three, four, five hundred, uh, right? Three,
1: twelve, something. Uh, D1 20? I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm just messing with
0: you. Go no, ahead. I'm just.
1: I'm being serious. But that's. What, but um, they're bad, and it's um, kind of amazing to me that they're so good. They don't turn the ball over. They re- They offense rebound well. They get to the line well. They attack the basket, but they're just. Their sh- their shooting is bad shooting is terrible and I, and I think it all comes down to shot selection it's not it's
0: what know, team is finishing below NC State besides from BC
1: I mean Virginia Tech maybe oh wow you're gonna put them below Virginia Tech
0: yeah all right
1: we'll, we'll Virginia take action Tech on that. has
0: two wins already
1: yeah I guess I guess that's
0: true but yeah like Virginia Tech will probably get a couple more they'll probably get to five right
1: NC State is a much better team than Virginia Tech.
2: Mm, Talent-wise, but... Uh, uh, I don't know. I, okay, we, yeah. we got to get to it. Uh, okay, yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's move let's, on. Let's move along.
0: We're trying to stay positive so we cannot dwell on Louisville and NC State because that was just a, a wolf, <laughs> wolf pack fest on offense. Speaking of offense, Duke just poured it on Virginia Tech, and that's why it's even more discouraging to see Virginia Virginia lose to uh to Virginia Tech Guthrie because the Hokies are not not a good team. He's sad. I'm They're not sad. good. Duke obliterated them. Now Virginia Tech did decide to take a dump from beyond the arc. What did they shoot over fifteen? They were Something one like for that. one for twelve. One yeah, for twelve. Yeah. Close enough. eight point three percent. Duke shot what? They hit seven threes in seven minutes, the first seven minutes of the game. Oh, it was absurd.
2: It was yeah. I mean, it was, the game was over. I feel like after after those, the like I'm buying what, Duke Matt,
0: stock now. I I I withheld, but um, yeah, I can't lie to myself anymore. I think this team is good, Taylor.
1: I mean, surprise, surprise, they're good. Really going out on a limb with that.
0: Well, no, Holt, no, no, no. You had them finishing. You had them finishing fifth or sixth. I don't know
1: about fifth or sixth. I think. Well,
0: I, no, you had third or fourth. You had Miami over them. Potentially hit and Louisville. I adu- you had I, Louisville I pushed and Miami Louisville over them last week. Uh, so you had them fifth.
1: I somehow I picked the uh, ten teams in the ACC to all finish in the top five. <laughs> <And> <laughs> that's kind of an exaggeration, but not really. Too so like
0: John Gruden doing over unders. I
1: say over. I say this team wins over
0: those. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean.
1: I I am John Q Public when it comes to betting. You always I always go with the over, and that's a sucker's bet. Okay. Everybody picks over. Anyways, okay. Uh Yeah, Duke, I'm still not completely sold on them. Their offense is fantastic. Their defense looks pretty good. Um, I don't know. I, I'm going to withhold judgment until I see them play um, some ACC teams that are not Boston College, Wake Forest, or Virginia Tech.
2: How so about that? I will say the Wake game was closer than the score. Yeah, defend might. the Deacons.
0: Yeah. No, Get dude, on your corner, Guthrie.
2: Let's do it. I want to hear I, it. I, I'm happy to, but that, that game – Duke at Wake was a lot closer than sixteen points. They just missed some shots down the down, you know, towards the end of the game, and you know, fouled, and it it, it got away from them a little bit.
1: It's like if only they were better at shooting and passing and had more size, then they just they would just, they they would just have been better at basketball, yeah.
2: Than Duke. Okay, we'll get into more
0: with this <laughs> team in the preview section, but first, um, it's time to hear a word from our sponsor, and that would be Three Notched Brewery. The ACC Basketball Degenerates Podcast is sponsored by Three Notched Brewing. Named after a colonial era trail running through Central Virginia, Three Notched Brewery develops innovative beers around bold characters that left their mark on American history. Characters like Thomas Jefferson, Jack Jewett, and Patrick Henry. Three Notched beers can be found at fine grocers everywhere and at their tasting rooms in Charlottesville and Harrisonburg, Virginia. Three Notched Brewing leave your mark. And, uh, yeah, that's a word from our our sponsors. We're very grateful for their support and your support, listeners. Okay. On to our previews. Okay, I guess there's no games this week. Uh, We can go home. No, Tuesday, Virginia, Miami. Like we said before, the crowd is going to have to bring something to the table in this game. This is a back-to-the-wall game. I mean, Virginia is not winning the title this year, the regular season. I, I just can't see that happening unless a lot of factors fall in their favor. But as far as being a, if they were to be a top five seed in the tournament, in the NCAA tournament, like this is a this is a game they need. They need to start winning games.
1: And we're we're projecting that this will be a three point line. UVA will be favored by three. And I I can't even. It might be high. I can't even imagine how the. How the line will change, depending on what the public starts betting on it whether how it's gonna move. I don't know if people are gonna react overreact to u v a having two losses and you know Miami winning a lot recently i I don't know how it's gonna go, but at this point i I don't know how I can't see taking Miami getting the points.
0: That's my train of thought as well, but I'm going to compare this to a, a recent ACC situation two years ago. Do you remember that Duke team with, or maybe it was three, three years ago? The year Miami won the title with Larkin. Do you remember mm. that year?
2: Yeah. Of
0: and uh, Duke was coming off a couple losses. I think they'd lost two or three, and then Miami came to Cameron, and Miami was number two in the country. And it was one of those feels, and then. The crowd just got into it and pulled Duke through. I think that could happen with with this game that's why I think it's a, a well I think everything I mean a that's all,
1: that's great and everything but that was two years ago and it was different I'm, I'm just I saying mean, it's, I understand it's it's
0: that a back to the wa- wall game it's a back- to the wall game with a veteran team who's at home who is supposed to be maybe the favorite after the Notre Dame game and then has recently just had a had the week from hell I don't know that's how I'm viewing this game. Matchup wise, it doesn't look good for Virginia. <laughs> not at all. It does not look good not at on all. paper.
1: I just from it, a, I'm, I'm thinking about this now from a from a gambling perspective. Okay. I mean, just sure, UVA could win. They could win by twenty points. They could lose by twenty points. I mean, that's the nature of any game. Anything could happen like that. But what you want to do is, my thought is, put yourself in the best position. To have a favorable outcome And the your well, best percentage is to take Miami With the points
0: I, I'm going to play devil's advocate Because okay. I, I think Miami's better right now When's the last time Miami played on the road? Mm, good question Tuesday,
1: uh, December 22nd They played at LaSalle
0: mm. And LaSalle is a horrendous basketball team When's the last time they played a basketball team on the road? Yeah, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah we don't know. Nebraska? That's an unknown.
1: They won in overtime, Nebraska on the road.
2: Okay. That doesn't make, so Those doesn't make the sense. Those are the only so you know that, two away games, though, that they've played. Like, true true road games? Right. That's it. That's it for Miami.
1: So, it's kind of, it's an, ex, it's an accepted uh, thing that, what, in football, a road game is worth three points. And, yeah. you know, home court... Home field advantage is worth three points. So, in college basketball, it's worth six points maybe? five or six. Five or six. So, on a neutral court, you're saying this would be a Miami favored by
0: two and a half? Four and a half. Three? Four and a half? I'd say four and a half. So, it's
1: that much. It's that much of a difference.
0: Right now. I just...
1: I understand the home court advantage, but I would never want to bet on... um.
0: I would never want to wager well, there, wage there are home on, court advantages and then there are home court right. advantages. The top home court advantages in the ACC are Cameron Indoor and John Paul Jones Arena. It's a fact.
1: Okay. I mean Yeah, especially I mean, you over
0: go the by, last
2: the last three years. Yeah, with the with the current
0: years. sets of personnel and recent history, those are the top two home courts. And so, I don't know what is up what's up there. Um is the Yum Center close? Smith Center, Yum Center. So let's let's probably, it's there. probably
2: pretty pretty decent. It's uh, not the Carrier Dome anymore. <laughs> not in the
0: last no, two years. No,
2: definitely not. What? Well, the Dean Dome. I'd say the Dean Dome is is okay. It's probably the Yum Center is sneaky good. All right, let's get sneaky back to this. Yeah, let's get back yeah, to this we talk game about real the game. Yeah.
1: So what I like to do when I imagine this game and when I'm thinking about it from both a you know a picks and a against the line or I mean, against the spread or just, you know, straight up, I like to envision how I see the game unfolding. You know, what do I see each team trying to do, accomplish? How do they attack the other team? How do they defend the other team? Now, how do you see UVA trying to attack Miami's defense? How do you see them defending Miami? Of course they're going to use the pack line.
0: Okay, which side of the court do you want to start?
1: Just start wherever you want.
0: Virginia attacking the Miami defense, okay? Okay. I don't know what it is about... Virginia playing at home, but they get into their curls better at home, like they get into their action well for mm-hmm. some reason they do they get into it at home, and if they can get into their curls, then they'll be fine I mean that didn't happen against Georgia Tech it was just you know, I don't know what I don't know what was going on it's a
2: big it's a big question, but the, the movie so, blocker, yeah, yeah for sure, uh so in the Cal game, for instance. Uh, UVA had a lot of difficulty getting into their offense because the perimeter defenders of Cal were extremely aggressive in the face of ball handlers and people coming off screens. It was extremely disruptive. Yeah. Miami plays a very similar style of defense on the perimeter. They were extremely disruptive against Florida State, and I think that is going to be extremely hard for the well, Virginia backcourt to deal okay, with. The counter to that is so does West Virginia true, oh, but the West Virginia defense tends to extend... But the whole extend, West Virginia
1: press thing, you can't... Yeah, It's a little... Yeah, it's completely different.
2: And and at a certain point, they had become... Like, after Virginia had broken the press a few times, especially in the second half, they had kind of given up on that, and you know, then they didn't really know what to do. Mm. Yeah, that's but fair. Miami, it, it their defense, their defensive intensity is extremely high especially in the perimeter and that's going to be very difficult i think for Virginia the, the thing
1: i see about miami is that they they don't create a ton of turnovers um but and uva doesn't turn the ball over very much either usually except when they lose to virginia tech but i uh I don't see that as an issue, really. I, Miami, their defense forces people into a lot of bad shots. You're shooting over somebody tall. Right. And you're, it's true. you're shooting off balance. You're shooting over somebody tall and you're, you know, you're falling away or, you know, a difficult shot that's not a high percentage shot. And I, I think they're going to force Virginia into a lot of those shots. You do? Yes. I, or I think Virginia's going to have to. If Virginia's
0: them. runs their stuff. If they execute their stuff, think they're not going to take bad shots. That's the right. nature of the offense. What this matchup boils down to, I think, is three players on each team. And, okay, Gil with Ja'Kiri, that's going to be, like, can Gil play to a draw?
2: I mean, that's that's an, an impossible matchup for Gil, I think. It's an impossible matchup for defense. Like, can he play I, to
0: a draw? If he plays to a draw, that's great for Virginia. I right. think I think he'll
1: actually... But it's unlikely. I think he'll do better than you might expect on offense against Shakiri, but I think on defense he will struggle against Shakiri.
0: Brogdon McClellan, great matchup. That is a yeah. great matchup. That's a coin flip. That's,
1: I mean, that's going to be your all ACC decider, right?
0: And then, Parentes <laughs> Rodriguez, three yeah. really good individual matchups. Yeah, yeah. And those guys are going to be guarding each other.
1: Yeah,
2: it's clear. Certainly, I, I'm I'm looking at. Malcolm Brogdon in particular, this game, I really... Uh, the past few games, he has taken more outside shots than I've seen him take in a long time. he's not shooting a good percentage. And either. his percentage is dropping because he's he's kind of settling for so these many, long shots.
1: So many times I've seen Virginia get into the lane and, in, and as they beat the perimeter defender and then a help defender slides into position to uh, block off their pass path to the basket. They, instead of forcing the issue and going to the basket, like a lot of other people might, and like I might prefer sometimes, they will kick it out and get sometimes an open look or sometimes restart the possession. But I wish they would force the issue more. They get to the free throw, uh, free throw, they get to the free throw line at a 250 second uh, rate, in the NCAA, right. which is not yeah. good. And Miami does not foul very much, and so I think Miami's going to force them into taking bad all shots.
0: All right, take a pick. Miami, what's our line? Virginia minus three?
1: Right. Virginia minus <sighs> three. Gosh. I'll
0: I, would, take, uh, I wouldn't get near this game, but yeah. Yeah. I say that with a lot of games. Yeah.
1: It's a tough one to pick, like all of them.
2: <sighs> I would take Miami with, with the points. I'll take like, Miami with the if, points. If I, if I was going to bet on this game. Yeah. They didn't, I, they didn't I, burn
0: those palaces in the desert is, on I think this is. I do think this is a kitchen sink crowd game. So, just to be contrarian, like Taylor, <laughs> I like every bone in my body says you need to pick Miami here, but I'm not going to. I'm going to stay away. But if I, that's If, good. You, if you force me to, it's I'll like the George
1: from Seinfeld. Do the opposite of everything you sure. feel, and your life turns around.
0: Wednesday, Boston College, Syracuse. Um, fifteen seconds max. <laughs> like, um, do we have to watch this? Game? Syracuse is going to win. Okay, number fourteen, Duke and Clemson, <laughs> same day, seven o'clock. Really intriguing matchup. Probably the second best matchup of the week, I think. Is that fair? Now Is that going overboard? I mean, it could am, be. Am yeah. I being too positive? You nope. are. Oh, now you love All Clemson. Right. Explain to no, us I don't what love you see. Clemson. Why you think they are going to? I'm this? just proud of them. <laughs> I'm proud of them.
1: Yeah. It, let me just point out two factors. You love Clemson, and this is a Clemson home game. So, by your standards,
2: they but should in win Greenville, by fifteen. But it's in Greenville. Well, all of their home That's games right. are in Greenville this year. Because uh, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm aware of that. Yeah, I mean, it's like a, it's like a, it's not really a home court. That's but... right. It's not <laughs> Landry Noko v. Marshall Plumley
0: um, in a battle for who's going to be All ACC first. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, I want to get cute and say Clemson. It's a great matchup on the interior rebounding, but I wouldn't be surprised if Duke won by double digits, is going away. So it's a
1: six-point spread. That's what we think. Well, let's it's take be. Duke. I mean, yeah. yeah.
0: What, am I, what am I? talking I about? He, this is not a good matchup.
2: No. no, it's not a good matchup. No. I'll take Clemson with the points.
1: Okay, I like I'm not that. betting against t- this Duke team until I'm they don't Duke. It. I don't cover. I'm taking Duke as the they're, favorite. They're
2: a covering machine right now. I'm going to watch this game. I, I mean, I have not. Watched a whole lot of Clemson, and I think I watched the South Carolina game. Was this, was the, or no, the Minnesota game? You watched that was the South the Carolina game with me, yeah, that's right. But in a casino, <laughs> I watched the Minnesota game, and I was really let down by Clemson down the stretch. Uh,
1: Floyd Mayweather yeah. and I are taking Duke, giving the points all day long. Wake Forest, every for, game.
0: Wake Forest, Virginia Tech. Is this a game where is this like in play for Virginia Tech because
2: they're at home and it's I mean, a semi good I mean, match. It's
1: in play. They've surprised us, right?
2: Yeah. No. I mean, certainly, it's it's going to be that Virginia Tech. Team, I think man. it's going to be tight at the so, very least. So the I, line is I the agree. line we're anticipating is
1: Wake Forest by three, and this might be something where you want to uh, take Virginia Tech.
0: I the take points. the
2: Tech points. No, man. I I mean, Guthrie I, loves Wake Forest. I, I love Wake Forest. <laughs> he it's, loves it. But like the thing is, they're not gonna they're not gonna blow out a team. On in the they're not going to blow out an. They're ACC not going to blow team out a road. team.
1: Full stop. <laughs> I mean, we can we can end it right there. I, I right? mean,
2: they really haven't so far this year. Yeah. So I'm telling you. Uh, they they tend to they tend to keep it close. Even in the Duke game, it was kept close. They 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 do play to the level of their opponents.
1: Let me tell you something, Bryant Crawford, the most underrated freshman <laughs> guard in the ACC, bar none.
0: Yeah, and that hasn't been said before in this show. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> I think no. you're gonna see. I've heard that one before. The,
1: the I, most me, words and superlative.
0: Let me, let let
2: me
1: go time. on it. Let me Didn't go on. Mike, on a, do this last week. I think Guthrie's all over Bryant Crawford. Let me go on, yeah. on another limb with Bryant Crawford. Okay. I think that in. I think that in three years, you're gonna see Bryant Crawford averaging eight points and two rebounds a game for the Sacramento Kings. Write that. Write that down and tweet three at years. tweet at so me think in three years. You think years. You, th-
2: you think what?
0: He'll stay another year. You think Vlade Divac and Vivek are going to pick Brian Crawford? Yeah, I think they're okay. going. to You don't watch the NBA? No,
1: I, I don't think they're going to pick him. I think they're going to he's they're going to sign him. Maybe he's gonna go off paper. He's going to go undrafted. Undrafted, undrafted, yeah. undrafted free agent. Yeah.
0: So he's not very good if he's going to go undrafted.
1: Well, I mean, there's there's lots of great players that go undrafted.
0: Uh, okay. Georgia Tech <laughs> game.
1: We've gotten away from this Wake Forest Virginia Tech. Let's make a pick against this Brad, seriously.
0: We can't spend too much time on this game. Okay, It's go. Wake Forest, Virginia Tech. I'll take Virginia Tech in the points, whatever. Okay. Guthrie?
2: Wake Forest. Wake Forest all day.
1: Mm, I, think I'll, I think I'll take Wake Forest also.
0: Well, you guys are smart. I'm dumb. Um, good for you. I, I don't feel good about that game at all. Okay, Two stayaways, and I love Duke with six if we're saying it's Duke. Right. Favorite by six. So that's not a stayaway. I would pick Duke. Georgia Tech Notre Dame. I think this is the road win for Georgia Tech. I can feel it. Reeks of the first Georgia Tech road win. What do you think?
1: Now, this is going to be a great game. This is going to be your. What did you say? The second best game of the week was the. I don't know. This is going to be. I don't know, but
0: it's it's at nine o'clock. Wouldn't it be better if. This was the primer for say, Virginia Miami. Wouldn't this isn't this a little bit of a letdown after watching Virginia Miami? than you're watching Georgia Tech Notre Dame. You know
1: Are they they always they always put the better game at seven.
2: Yeah, this game's
0: on Wednesday, right? That's right. Yeah, but then you look your, look at yourself and it's eleven o'clock. You're know, like, what am I doing? It's what Wednesday am I doing night. with my life? And we see Notre Dame as seven point favorites. I, I'm taking Georgia Tech.
1: Now it's in South Bend. I and, don't care. And talk about your home court advantage, which we seem to be talking about a lot. They well, they just
0: lost to Pitt, so they great.
1: helped. The home court helped Notre Dame get back into that game against Pitt. It got loud in there.
0: Well, their fans have probably thrown on the towel because they know this. This team is not last year's team. Who do you wow. take? Philly? Who are you taking? I'm
1: taking Georgia Tech in the points. Well, okay, thank too you. many, too it's many like, points. I love points. Notre Dame, but too many points.
0: Too many right. points. Consensus. Yep. First consensus, right?
1: Yeah, and you know what that means. N- Notre Dame will win by
0: 25. <laughs> Florida State, NC State. We've got to keep going through this. Yeah. This is all Wednesday. Big-time Wednesday, Slate. My goodness. She called it Big Wednesday.
2: Florida State, NC State. Man. And I Projected it, line.
1: Oh, I think you're going to get an NC State giving three points here. That's how much people have come off Florida State.
0: Well, let's go um, – we're not the only ones So jumping get some investors. Let's get some investors for Florida State. I'm in on Florida State over in <sighs> state.
1: Ooh, this is so tough.
2: Florida State getting points.
1: Yeah, getting points. Yeah,
2: Florida State getting three points.
1: Uh, it's in Raleigh. Who cares? PNC Arena. I think I, I'm quoting Dickie V when I say one of the toughest places to play in America. I've been baby. there.
0: I've been there. I don't know, about baby.
1: That. Um,
0: and yeah, if they're playing yeah, Tobacco Road team, sure. But if they're playing Florida State, no. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah I that's think, the rule. It's, I it's, think this is Florida State's first ACC win. Yeah. I, I, I think this is the one. I'm taking Florida State. And uh, I feel very confident. I
1: will, I will take Florida State in the points. Yes.
2: Florida State money line.
1: Oh. There we go. All
0: right. That's Wednesday. Do we have any time left? All the time We're in, the world. in an hour. So, uh, um, what are We the, could talk about Pitt Louisville. At the Yum Center on
2: Thursday. Mm. Mm. Talk yeah. about a stay away. Now, mm. well, we are projecting what Pitt plus nine. Did I read that right?
1: No, it's going to be Louisville plus nine. Well,
2: no, Louisville. Oh, excuse me.
1: No, sorry. It's going to be Pitt plus nine. I'm sorry.
2: Well, in that case, <laughs> I
1: read that wrong. I read well, in my that notes case,
0: wrong. I, I mean, Pitt's, I read my Pitt's notes a good wrong. Play rate, right? I mean, with nine. Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah. That's so many points. Okay, it's not a stay away anymore. We like Pitt. Yeah, yeah, Pitt with nine. Yeah.
2: Do we love Pitt or just like him? No. No, we don't love him. I okay. it's, I, I. mean, I like them a lot at plus nine. Do you love? Do you like them a lot or do you like? It's borderline between like and love. It's, it's uh, like I think that's a, a an extremely good line if, if you want to take Pitt. So if we adopted Pitt
0: as our is our new team? Have we shunned Florida State? Have we given them away? No, I kind are of, are dude, I'm still adopting, on the bandwagon. We're adopting.
2: I'm, I still. I'm still. I'm still riding, the Panthers, that, I mean, I've my adopted bandwagon. Louisville as team. Jamel Artis,
1: and uh, I just, I would take from a. My head says take Pitt plus nine, um, but my heart just sees that Pitt defense getting eviscerated. Even with, I mean, this is like
0: Louisville doesn't have a good offense. No, I got but, news for you.
1: But they need a an organized defense to stop them, and it's not Pitts. I don't know. Maybe it is, but my right. head says take Pitt plus nine.
0: Final topic, and this is a wild card.
1: Let's. We got a couple of uh, games we need to talk about. What else? We got UNC, NC State later in the week.
0: Oh wow! <laughs> what do we have to say there besides I mean, it's going to be a, an absolute bloodbath? That's an
1: important. <laughs> that's that's an important. Sorry, uh, NC State fans. Not our rival I love chant you. game.
0: Where's the game? Right? Is it in PNC? The game is in the ding dong. Well, then just forget it. <laughs> it's in the ding dong. So it might be a 20-point game. Yeah, it's... A we fif- have it 15. 15. point
2: I I think that is, that is uh Borderline, uh, Borderline. I'd feel comfortable taking North Carolina. Yeah, I, I would... Yeah. Very comfortable. I'll
1: take NC State in the points.
2: NC State plus 15? Yeah, I'll take them. There is no way.
1: I'll take it. Give me those 15 points.
2: I mean, there's a chance.
1: Give me Cat Barber and, and BJ Anya in those 15 points. There we go. Okay. And, a, and another Duke game later in the week that we haven't talked about is Duke-Notre Dame. Which I think will be very entertaining. You're going to see a lot of offense in that
0: game. Well, uh, how far ahead into the future can we go without confusing people? <laughs> like, wh- wh- what are we going are, are, so, yeah, are we already yeah, to next Sunday? This is on Saturday. Are we Saturday. already so to next Sunday? So this is
2: like the end of, okay. the, end of the previews. Uh, this is it. It's in this Cameron. the last game. It's in Cameron. Well, I'm taking Duke.
0: With 10 points. Yeah. I don't care if it's 13.
1: Oh, you're probably right. Um, But just to be different, I'm going to take Notre Dame plus 10.
0: Well, you're the man who was trying to convince me that NC State and and North Carolina, like, ooh. So.
1: You always have to pay attention to those
0: games. Okay. Always. You're like, rivalry. You're the man taking, you're the man siding with NC State and and covering. That's right. All right. NC State will cover that game.
2: Yeah. Oh man! We so should. Do we recap Taylor picks?
0: Do we recap this?
2: Um, oh, you, are we keeping
0: track? Because if we were, I would have picked completely different. You're taking Notre Dame um, against Georgia Tech. <laughs> That's covering, right. um Covering seven. Oh no no! no. I think I giving, picked Georgia Tech. Yeah, he did. Oh, he he did, pick did Georgia Tech. Yeah. Um, what else did you do? You did something dumb. Louisville over Pitt, right?
1: Why don't we? Uh, I, I think I said my. Heart says take Pitt plus nine, but my my head says take Pitt plus nine, but my heart wants to take Louisville. But I say go with Pitt
0: plus nine. Okay, look, why don't we? um Let's close with Louisville, all right Is Rick Pitino the new boss villain of the ACC? I've been thinking about this for a while. No, why not?
1: I mean, what has he done to deserve being the boss villain? Scandal, flicking like-
0: off the crowd, calling out reporters. It's not
1: a good start. I feel like that's all run of the mill, other than the nature of the scandal. And then we the we,
0: we could go back possible
1: escort alleged. We could go back escorts. a couple years
0: ago, but we're Which not. She gonna, didn't know we won't, about. Go, we won't do that. We won't do that. Just this year alone. I don't think he has. So who is it still? You know who? I don't know.
1: I I certainly don't feel among ACC teams more ill will towards Patino because of his actions.
0: So it's still you if know you, who. If
1: you're a Kentucky fan, certainly just by nature of who he is, right. But well, I. I but if you're in the ACC, I don't feel like, I, I mean, I think if we're talking in a broad sense, I think Listen, many it, traditional ACC fans honestly tend to forget about the recent additions or the additions, additions from the last, you know, what, five to six years.
2: Yeah, because there's that deep-seated hatred for the teams that have been in the ACC a long time. So it's a little right. different. It's a little, little so different when there's you know this brand new team that comes mm-hmm. in. Like this is what their it's fourth, just, it's fourth year, it's just not the same. Third year, it's, can't, yeah. Okay.
1: A rivalry has to be built on, you know, decades of mutual distrust and mutual yeah, hate.
2: Like Maryland. I wasn't saying that was the case, is, I just wanted to toss out the question. Oh no, I understand, this is go good at. discussion. And, and yeah, good you discussion. guys, you, you did well. Yeah, I still hate Maryland. Good, good points. Maryland will always be...
1: More for leaving the ACC, more than I could any of the... Yeah. You know.
2: Why? It makes it harder I to... Mean, why do you care that they left? On a regular... Why do people care that Maryland left? Well, we don't get the we don't get the regular UVA-Maryland game. It was now. a great move by Maryland.
0: It was a great... It was, it was a finan- fantastic oh, move. Financially, yeah. financially, they had to. Not financially, it's a good basketball move. Do you think they're going to win the ACC? Are they going to win the Big Ten? Plausibly, yeah, I mean, it's possible. Still yeah. tough. Still tough. Like they I guess, but at like, least they're a big fish in the basketball pond of the Big Ten, and they, they would not be a big fish necessarily in the ACC. Sure, but they'd I mean, they'd be, a, they you're, be you're like leading. top. They'd be top four contending in the ACC. But uh, I'm but, just saying, okay.
1: I think certainly people feel that way. I mean, right? So even Coach K, didn't he famously? Uh, I also
0: love how we're not bringing football into this, and that's like uh, ninety yeah, yeah. That's percent. That's all the money. money. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all. But let's. This is a basketball. <laughs> player. Yeah.
1: But um. I mean, Coach K, like, famously, didn't he? He still like vowed not to schedule Maryland on favorable terms or something like that. I mean, apparently he hated them. Oh, it's a he's courageous move
0: by him. It's very courageous of him. <laughs> well, with, with that said, I, I think it's time and to. Back I, up. I, okay. Yeah, we're not. We're not going. Down go this ahead. Road. Games this week, because we jumped all over the place. Tuesday, number 12, well, soon to be, probably higher than that, Miami against a Virginia team who'll probably be like 20th. That's a 7 o'clock tip on Tuesday. Wednesday, you get BC Syracuse at 7, Duke Clemson at 7, Wake Forest Virginia Tech at 9, Georgia Tech Notre Dame at 9, Florida State, NC State at 9. So a big Wednesday slate. Thursday is Pitt Louisville at 9, Friday, you got nothing. Saturday, you got Tech, Georgia Tech, Syracuse, Wake Forest, NC State, North Carolina, Boston College, Pitt, Notre Dame, Duke, Miami, Clemson, and then um, a week from today, Virginia, Florida State. So that's that's a lot.
1: Another great week of ACC basketball.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And with that said, uh, you can contact us. You can
1: contact us. uh on Twitter and Facebook, just search for ACC Basketball Degenerates. We are at ACCB Degens on Twitter. You can also email us. Um, that's ACCB Ball Degens, ACCBBALLDEGENS at gmail.com. Send us all your questions. We will be doing a QA show later on in the year. And uh, find us and search for us on the iTunes Store. Subscribe and rate and review us. All right. Well done, boys. That's a wrap. So long.